Welcome to the Montgomery County High School Football Show with your hosts, Main Street Clarksville Sports Editor Brady McAtamney and Robertson County Connection Sports Reporter David Wilson. The Montgomery County High School Football Show is brought to you by the Bone and Joint Group of Clarksville. They are committed to serving the community by providing a superior standard of care to all of their patients. Rock and Roll Sushi of Clarksville. Stop by their Wilma Rudolph location today and grab one of their signature sushi rolls and listen to some classic rock hits. Sea Wraps of Clarksville. Whether you're in need of a new color change to your vehicle or would like a new wrap to advertise your business, Sea Wraps has the knowledge and expertise to get you back on the road in style. Danielle Stack at Farmers Insurance. If you're in the market for new auto, home, life, business, renters, or even pet insurance for your fur baby, Danielle can secure you with a personalized plan that fits all of your needs. And the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Remember, fans don't let fans drive drunk. Now, here are Brady McAtamney and David Wilson. Hello and welcome back to the Montgomery County Football Wrap-Up Show. My name is Brady McTamney. I am the sports editor at Main Street Clarksville. Here ready to bring you all things week two, as well as looking forward to week three. I'm joined by Robertson County Connections sports reporter, David Wilson. He's going to be here helping me talk about the Clarksville football scene. David, how are you doing today? I'm good, Brady. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. So uh, who do we want to talk about first? We're going to start off with the 100th all-time meeting between Clarksville and Springfield and the first-ever Battle for the Bridge Award that was all Clarksville Wildcats last weekend. Wildcats had a 42-7 victory over the rival Springfield Yellow Jackets. Our Clarksville High School football segment is brought to you by the Bone and Joint Group of Clarksville. The Bone and Joint Group is committed to serving their community, providing a superior standard of care for all their patients. Give them a call today at 931-905-1001. A dominating performance by the Wildcats in week two. Really, is there anybody on their schedule that can stop them from potentially going undefeated? You know, uh, it's it's tough to say right now because it's only week two, but as I look at their schedule as of now, I don't think there's anybody in Tennessee that would necessarily be a favorite over them. You know, they'll play Hopkinsville uh, in week four. Uh, and that's a potential game. You know, it's kind of hard to say because of that cross-state, um, you know, matchup. It's, it's a little tougher to tell. Um, but I do think that, you know, outside of them, I think Clarksville is, is definitely a favorite over the, at least the rest of their region because uh, as the other teams in Clarksville have kind of shown us so far, nobody else really stands out as, you know, a team that would be contending with Clarksville High for that top spot in the region. And that was kind of the sentiment as we started the season. I think everybody kind of knew that Clarksville High was going to be the favorite in this region, but that has only been accentuated as we've gone on so far this season, uh, with Kirkwood being the only team to go unbeaten so far. But they uh, haven't played necessarily a, t- a team as tough as Springfield, which is, you know, of, Clark- of course, Clarksville High's top win at this point. They also have that common opponent in Montgomery Central and uh Clarksville High obviously beat them by much more than Kirkwood did, and that was even being on the road. So obviously the math doesn't necessarily always line up, but I do think it's fair to say at this point that Clarksville High uh, would be a a heavy favorite against Kirkwood as well as everybody else in that region, including Dixon County, who is the only team outside of Clarksville in Region 7, 6A. Uh, So at this point I'm going to have to go ahead and say that I do think Clarksville has – a pretty decent chance to go undefeated, assuming they're able to stay mostly healthy and assuming they don't lose sight of that ultimate goal and they can kind of stick together. But head coach Isaac Shelby does a great job of that. He usually 
does not let his guys, you know, get too big ahead or look too far ahead. So I think that uh, Clarksville High, I think it's looking good for them. Yeah, this was one of the most lopsided wins for Clarksville in the last 10 years of this rivalry. What really was working for them last Friday night against the Springfield team, you know, that's normally really consistent over, over um, under Coach Dustin Wilson, rather. You know, they're really consistent. They like to get after you in really different ways. They're a really talented group. Um, so just kind of talk about what Clarksville had going for them on last Friday night. Yeah, one thing I noticed, um, at least on the offensive side, you know, there's kind of things on both sides, but on offense – Almost all of their plays went for positive yards. Uh, they didn't commit a lot of penalties, and that offensive line anchored by Air Force commit Will Zielinski, as well as Laney Best and Devon Tran, they uh, were just absolutely dominating up front. They were allowing their guys, uh, especially Amari Galbraith and James Dalrymple, to get positive yards just about every time they touched the ball, uh, whether it was you know three to four or five yards or whether they were breaking off a touchdown, which Amari Galbraith did with a big, I believe it was 48-yard touchdown run. Uh, they were just dominating the point of attack, and that happened on defense too because Springfield's offense – uh, though they did have a nice run um, in the first quarter, uh, in the second half, they didn't get a first down, let alone a touchdown. So uh, Clarksville has been dominating in the trenches so far this season. Uh, they've been able to get in the backfield to stop either the opposing quarterback for a sack or stopping uh, running backs before they're able to either get back to the line of scrimmage or get too far past the line of scrimmage, forcing teams to throw. And they have a very good secondary anchored by reigning Montgomery County Defensive Player of the Year, Isaiah Soto, who is a ball hawk in the secondary. So what they have going on right now is really, really working, and it's uh, it's been fun to watch. Yeah, moving on to another team in Montgomery County that is 2-0. and And is that the new school up there in Clarksville area is Kirkwood. They picked mm -hmm. up the win over Montgomery Central last week by a final score of 43-25. to 25. Our Kirkwood High School segment is brought to you by C-Raps of Clarksville. Whether you need a new color change to your vehicle or like a new wrap to advertise your business, C-Raps has the knowledge and expertise to get you back on the road in style. So give them a call today at 931 551 52 Five five for a free estimate. Kirkwood is off to a two and zero start under Chad Watson. Just how impressive is this of a start for them, um, Brady? It's extremely impressive. You know, uh, one thing that they talked to me about before the season started was that they wanted to make the playoffs first and foremost, which you know, as a, as a first year school, doesn't happen all the time. Uh, but they also wanted to be the first school, to their knowledge, to make the playoffs with a winning record, uh, which is something that, to their knowledge, hasn't been done in Tennessee, at least not recently. So they're off to a pretty good start. They're going 2-0 and to start the season. And uh, one thing that's really impressed me about this is, despite it being an incredibly young group, uh, they have only a handful of uh, seniors, or rather players, who even have varsity experience to begin with on the roster. They have outscored their opponents in the fourth quarter, 43 to nothing. Maybe, or may, it was maybe 43 to seven, but either way, they scored the last 43 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, they were down 35 to 13 in the fourth quarter against Sycamore in week one. Of course, they came back and won that game in double overtime. And against Montgomery Central just this past week, they were down 25 to 22 in the fourth quarter, scored 21 straight points to run away with that game and make it look like more of a blowout than it was. So really impressive stuff. 
of them to really not lose sight of those games when they're down in the fourth quarter, because that's something that even veteran teams will have happen to them. You know, they're down big in the fourth quarter or they're losing it all in the fourth quarter. They think that, you know, maybe this game is over, but they have not had that happen at all. Instead, they've gotten better as the game has gone on. So super impressive stuff there. Their defense has also been a little bit better uh, in the past week, at least uh, better than it looks as Montgomery Central uh, of their 25 points, Two of those touchdowns came outside the defense. One of them was a kick return for a touchdown. Another was a fumble recovery for a touchdown. So uh, the, the Kirkwood defense only allowed two touchdowns to that Montgomery Central offense. Of course, an offense that is still kind of working through some things, still trying to figure things out, uh, but still a varsity team nonetheless. And for Kirkwood, who is a team that uh, has, like I said, only a couple varsity players, guys who have played those varsity minutes before, it's very impressive to see what Chad Watson and the Cobras have done. Yeah, I want you to elaborate a little bit more on Lee Buggs. You know, the quarterback for Kirkwood has had a phenomenal start the first two weeks of the year. He was your Montgomery County Player of the Week last year. They've been able to put points on the scoreboard at will through the first two weeks. Just kind of talk about his performance and his dual threat ability at the quarterback position. Yeah, anytime you have a dual threat quarterback, it uh, especially in high school, it forces defenses to think a little bit more. You know, when you have a guy who's maybe a little more stoic in there, or maybe a guy who can't throw the ball as well, uh, defenses can kind of key in on things. You know, if a guy who's is not going to run too well, they can easily collapse the pocket and kind of break your guy down and maybe force him to force a throw. Or if you have a guy who can run but maybe not throw the ball as well, you can just kind of you know, bring the secondary in a little bit. You don't have to worry so much about his throwing ability. But for Lee Buggs, who's only a junior, a guy who didn't start at all last year when he was with Rossview, um, he's done an excellent job of forcing defenses to worry about both. It helps that he's got a really good running back, a uh, guy in Perry Cross-Sneed, who's done a very solid job so far, as well as a wide receiver, Gavin Hunter, who was a great athlete. Uh, I, I think Kirkwood's really got a chance to have a really, really good offense so far, which they've done already. You know, they've already scored almost 100 points through their first two weeks. They're averaging 46 points a game through two weeks. Uh, and, and it shows that uh, – and a guy like Lee Buggs, who has come out and led the offense as that uh, dual-threat QB, a guy who can do a little bit of both and force defenses to respect everything that you have. Yeah, Brady, let's move on to the other sideline in this contest. Montgomery Central on the losing end of this 43-25 to matchup between Montgomery uh, County Schools. Our Montgomery Central football segment is brought to you by Daniel Stack at Farmers Insurance. If you're in the market for the, a new auto, home, life, business, renters, or even pet insurance for your fur, fur baby, Danielle can secure you with a personalized plan that can fit all your needs. So give her a call today at 931-553-1493. Was Friday's loss a step forward for Montgomery Central after week one performance against Clarksville? Yeah, I think it was. Uh, what the scoreboard doesn't show for that first week against Clarksville High is they were without their starting quarterback, Jack Pulley. Uh, he's only a junior, but he did start most of the season last year. So getting that guy back on the field, um, it, it's good for Montgomery Central, and it, it's good to get them kind of that experience uh, before they head into region play this week, something we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, and, of course, just being able to get points on the scoreboard is huge. I mean, you get shut out one week. I mean, it doesn't matter who you play that next week. It doesn't matter if you're playing the Philadelphia Eagles or the Bad News Bears. You want to see points go 
in that in that uh, end zone up on that scoreboard. It's like in basketball, you know, a guy will maybe put up a shot after a whistle goes, and the opponent will swat it away because they know if they see that ball go in the net, it's going to give them some confidence. So they're seeing that ball go in the net, or of course in football terms, seeing that ball go in the end zone. It's a step forward for them, absolutely. And they did it a couple different ways, like we mentioned in the Kirkwood game. Uh, they had two offensive touchdowns, as well as a kick return for a touchdown and a fumble re- recovery for a touchdown. So they got it done in all three phases. The thing now is going to make sure that they can do that consistently. And the big thing that they're going to need to do, especially on defense, is stop those big plays. Now they got a, te- a team coming up who can put those big plays up, score at, uh, kind of in bunches at, at a moment's notice. Uh, so that's going to be a big thing to watch for them this week. But I do think that it was a step forward for the Indians. Now, whether that's going to start translating to win soon, it's hard to say because it's tough to go from two straight losses like that by double-digit points and immediately turn it around and start piling up wins. That's really tough to do. But we're going to see what Corey Wright's team can do, especially now that they have their quarterback, uh, especially that they're starting to get a little bit more healthy here um, to start the year, which is always a tough thing to do. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing what the Indians can do, and hopefully they can you know, start making some games competitive. Moving right along, Grossview was in action last Friday night. They faced Logan County, Kentucky, and we're on the losing end of a 28-14 margin. Our Rossview High School football segment is brought to you by Rock and Roll Sushi of Clarksville. Stop by their Wilma Rudolph location today and grab one of their signature sushi rolls and listen to some classic Rock's hits. Does Rossview have any reason to panic after this week two loss? No, I don't think they do. Um... You know, going 0-2 to start the year, not ideal, especially for Rossview, who's trying to kind of shake off two back-to-back not very good seasons. Uh, They feel like they haven't been playing Rossview football these last two years. Um, But they've taken close losses, Uh, and and I know that it's, you know, there's no no such thing as really a moral victory when it comes to trying to make the playoffs. Uh, Those moral victories aren't going to get you there. Uh, they're not gonna, you know, make the win or make rather make the loss hurt any less because the Rossview Hogs don't like losing. But you look at the Wilson Central game; uh, they were leading that game late. Uh, you look at this Logan County game. Logan County is a, a pretty good team as far as Kentucky high school football goes. Um, so going there, going across the border, you know, that's a, that's a tough trip to make. Going to Logan County and taking that loss, you know, they, they was at least a competitive game, 21 to 14. You know, it's not like they're going out there losing by um, as much as some other teams in Montgomery County have lost by. Um, so I think out of all the teams in the area uh, who are 0-2, they probably have the least reason to panic at this point. Um, I do think Rossview still definitely has a chance to make that, that the playoffs. Of course, none of those losses are region losses yet, so they're all kind of starting that that new region slate zero and zero. I think that's something that Todd Hood will probably emphasize to his team is just because they're zero and two, doesn't mean that they're set back at all. In fact, I think they're better off now than they might have been in week one because maybe they can now better handle those late game situations like they had against Wilson Central. Maybe they can handle an offense that plays like Logan County. Um, so I think right now uh, there's no reason to panic for Rossview. In fact, I think that they may be in a decent position at this point compared to some other schools. We're going to take our first commercial break here on the Montgomery County Football Wrap-Up Show. Coming up, we'll talk about Clarksville Academy in Kenwood right after this. When it comes to insurance, you want a name you can trust. Wendy Danielle Stack is here to help. With over seven years of experience, Danielle and her team are here to assist you in finding the right coverage for all of your needs. From auto and home to life and business insurance, we have customized options for everyone. 
We'll work with you to create a personalized plan that protects everything in your life that matters most. Call today and see for yourself why Daniel Stack is the go-to insurance agent in Clarksville. Meet Dr. Casey Sigerson of the Bone and Joint Group, Clarksville's only hand and wrist specialist. He's passionate about getting his patients back to living their life after suffering from an injury or degenerative condition. Dr. Sigerson treats all orthopedic conditions from injury to recovery and is dedicated to getting his patients moving again. Whether you need joint arthroscopy, joint replacement, fracture care, or help with a hand or wrist problem, Dr. Sigerson is here to help. Schedule your appointment today at boneandjointgroup.com. Here at Rock and Roll Sushi, we're proud to be the original American-style sushi restaurant founded on great food and rock and roll music, boasting concepts and flavors that are big, bold, and loud. We're the only place to experience the rock you love and the rolls you love with the ones you love. Come see for yourself why we're the best sushi experience in town. Find us at 108 Morris Road in Clarksville or visit our website at rockandrollsushi.com. If you're looking for a color change, look no further than C-Raps. We're Clarksville's premier vinyl wrap provider, delivering high-quality work and exceptional customer service. We offer a wide range of services, including color change wraps, ceramic coating, paint protection film, and wraps for commercial vehicles. Whether you need a color change on a luxury car or commercial wraps for your business fleet, we have the expertise to handle any project. Contact us today to schedule a free consultation. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. I thought it was good. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was no big deal. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I thought I could hold my liquor. Welcome back into the Montgomery County Football Wrap-Up Show. I am David Wilson. I'm the sports reporter for the Robertson County Connection, joined by your guy, Brady McAtamy. He's the sports editor for Main Street Clarksville. He takes good care of you guys, providing great stories and in-depth analysis up there in the Montgomery County area. Brady, let's keep it rolling. Let's talk about the Clarksville Academy Cougars. They were on the losing end of a Friday night contest against Ezell Harding by the final score of 11-6. to That's two losses in the first two weeks for Clarksville Academy and their first-year head coach. Should the Cougars be encouraged um, despite the loss this week? You know, it's kind of a similar situation as I talked about with Montgomery Central is that you, you, you did take the loss, but it was a much closer loss than your week one uh, game at least. So I do think there is reason to be encouraged. Uh, like Montgomery Central, they scored a touchdown. So that's definitely a good thing to see for them. Uh, Stedman Bell has his work cut out for him there, and he knows that. He knows he knew that when he took that job, when he uh, left uh, Nashville Christian, which is a very, very good place to be right now. Uh, when he left there as the, from an assistant position to take this head coaching job at Clarksville Academy. So I know he's seeing this through, and he's doing this right. So I don't think he's going to let these guys hang their heads after a five-point loss. I think instead he's going to talk about how, hey, we got this experience in close games now. Now we know what it feels like to go out there and lose these close games. What can we have done better maybe to come out and, and win this game? And another good thing, they only allowed 11 points. You know, if, if, if teams are being told before the week, hey, you're only going to allow 11 points, 
a lot of these guys are thinking, all right, we're getting a win because 11 points, oh, we can do that. Unfortunately, that didn't happen for Clarksville Academy, but it shows that their defense has something to be proud of. And not a lot of teams in the area right now can say that, unfortunately, as a lot of teams have been allowing a lot of points. So Clarksville Academy at least has that, that they can hang their hats on heading into week three. Uh, so I do think that there is region, reason rather for the Cougars to be encouraged, maybe not satisfied, but encouraged. We're going to move right along. Kenwood faced the East Nashville Eagles on Friday night and on a losing end of 47 to 26 margin. You know, Brady, Kenwood has faced two really good opponents through the first two weeks. What can they gain from playing FRA and East Nashville through the first two weeks of the high school football season? Yeah, I think it's debatable that Kenwood has played maybe the toughest schedule in the area so far, and especially when you look at their first three weeks instead of just their first two, because they've got Clarksville High coming up this second week. So it, it goes to show that uh, head coach Jarrett Sneed, he is not afraid to test his guys early on. And this is a team that has a little bit more experience than at least they did last year. It was a very, very young team last year. They had a little bit more experience this year, and I think that's going to start to show after they play these really, really tough games. Uh, what do they have to gain from that? Uh, it, it shows that uh, they're going to start playing some other teams like Northeast, Northwest, Dixon County, Rossview, West Creek, and those games are going to feel slower because they go against guys like Ty Clark the third from FRA and guys that East Nashville has who can put up points in an in, in instant. Um, the games are going to feel slower for them, so it's naturally going to be a little bit easier. Uh, they're going to understand that, hey, these guys, you know, no offense to these guys we're playing in our city, but they're no FRA. They're no East Nashville. East Nashville is a team that is contending for a 3A state championship last year. They were in that championship game last year. And FRA, I mean, they got one of the best running backs in the area. So, you're, you're, you're seeing that these guys are going to be a little more comfortable against some teams who aren't necessarily on that same level. So they gain that experience against elite athletes, and they gain that experience in knowing what elite athletes look like, what an elite football team looks like. So they can kind of help to maybe model their game a little bit after what those, uh, what those really elite teams look like. And I think it's going to go a long way for Kenwood if they can, uh, you know, get that kind of, that information sunken into their heads uh, and to really take that to heart. We're going to move right along. Northeast faced the Hendersonville Commandos last Friday night and were shut out by a final score of 54 to 0. Brittany, where do you originate and you know cause some blame for the early season struggles for the Northeast team? Yeah, you know, I said Kenwood has arguably played the toughest schedule for through two weeks. Um, if it's not them, it's Northeast playing Green Hill in week one. Uh, losing that one and then playing Hendersonville in week two. Hendersonville kind of scuffled to end the year last year, but is certainly looking like they're back this year. Um, I think these struggles, uh, you know, I don't necessarily want to point fingers, of course, um, because, you know, I'm not in that locker room and uh, I don't think they want to do any finger pointing to begin with, frankly. Um, but I do think that the uh, struggles come a lot from the offense. Uh, they managed to score two touchdowns against Green Hill. One of them was kind of a garbage time score, and one of them was right to open the game because it seems like they kind of took Green Hill's off, uh, rather defense by surprise by throwing it because they were expecting a run, run, run. And then once uh, Green Hill was kind of keen on that, uh, they struggled to move the ball from there on out, and that happened against Hendersonville. Uh, they struggled to throw the ball. I believe they only completed about two passes for no more than 30 yards uh, despite – 
over despite double digit attempts they did not run the ball very well uh finishing uh certainly less than 100 yards um around the 50-ish mark with rushing yards so it, when you struggle to move the ball like that um of course it, it takes a toll on your confidence on offense but the defense especially starts to feel some pressure because not only are they getting worse field position to work with because you're either turning the ball over or you have to punt so you're not necessarily getting the chance to pin the opponents back uh with kickoffs as often um but you also know that you have to play better because uh, a lot more pressure is on you because you know that uh, you can't allow as many scores as maybe you would if the offense was getting going. Uh, so, of course, this is an uh, offense that has lost a ton of players from last year. They lost their starting quarterback, Jaden Puig, their top two offensive weapons in uh, wide receiver Desmond Ford, who is now at Austin P, uh, playing in that wide receiver room, as well as Tyke Blanton, who was kind of a switchblade type player, and Cam Effie, a running back who went – uh, over a thousand yards last year with o around 20 touchdowns he transferred out to a school in arizona so uh, you lose all four of those guys as well as linemen uh, as well as your head coach from last year uh, that's it, it, it would be unfair to assume that they'd be able to pick right back up and do what they were doing so it probably will take some time for this northeast team it might not even happen this year um, but they've played some good teams to start the year kind of similar to like i said with kenwood the game might feel a little bit slower with uh, some of these other teams that they might play. So we'll see what they're able to get going, but it's going to have to start with that offense. Northwest faced Wilson Central last Friday night, and they were shut out as well by a final score of 42-0. to zero. Is there anything that suggests room for improvement for this Northwest team after last week's loss against Wilson Central? Yeah, so something that uh, nobody was expecting uh, to from that game was that uh, Northwest head coach, Ronaldo Pena uh, wasn't able to be at the game. Uh, he had uh, some personal issues come up, uh, and he wasn't able to make it to that game. So, you know, that, that kind of hurts Northwest, especially on the sideline. They got some younger guys. Um, they're still kind of looking for those uh, leaders, especially on offense. Uh, so that's kind of part of where you see the shutout come from. And, uh, you know, that, that, that just takes a toll on a team. You know, they, they don't have that consistent voice on the sideline. You know, the guy who is like a second father to them, you know, these high school kids, uh, a head coach for football. I mean, that's like a second father to them. So when they don't have that guy on the sideline, that's instantly going to kind of shake them up. And when they're going out to Wilson Central, um, they're going on the road to a place they've never played before. There's just no way you can get comfortable in a situation like that, especially when you're kind of already behind the eight ball being a uh, team who's not quite as good as Wilson Central. Uh, it's, it suggests that, well, you know, once head, head Coach Pena gets back on that sideline, which he's expected to be this week, from what I've heard, uh, I think that there's going to be room for improvement there because they're going to kind of have that voice back there. Now they're playing Kirkwood this week, so they're going to get to stay in the city. Uh, they get to get back outside for practice, which that's, that's another thing last week. They couldn't get to go outside for practice at all, whereas Wilson Central maybe was able to. I don't know exactly what their county's protocol was, but Montgomery County Schools weren't really able to practice outside last week because of that heat. So that, again, sets them behind the eight ball when they're going to an out-of-county team uh, who might have had different procedures. So really just everything kind of working against Northwest last week, and it kind of shows in that final score. Yeah, you talked about Green Hill facing Northeast in week one. Well, they faced West Creek in week two of the high school football season, and West Creek was shut out by a final score of 37-0. Are you surprised by this final score between those two schools? 
You know, I am a little bit surprised. Uh, West Street is a team that I had a lot of confidence in coming into this season because of the way they finished last year uh, with blowouts of Whites Creek and, and a huge win against Hendersonville. Um, they didn't necessarily lose a lot of their top players. Of course, they lost quarterback Hayden Pace, uh, but they feel good about uh, DJ Swanson, who has stepped in there now. And uh, the offense has struggled, really, to start this year, um, scoring only six points against Laverne and now being shut out against Green Hill. Now, Green Hill is a very good team. I believe they are ranked in our top 25 poll. So they're playing one of the better teams in the mid-state. And, um, you know, the, the final score suggests that. Um, but I do think that West Street maybe would be able to at least put some points up on the board and maybe keep it a little closer than that 37-0 score because they do have a very tough defense. They've got some guys on that defense, guys like Kingston Leon, who are hard-nosed, and they can, you know, wrap up guys, maybe not allow as big a plays as they have in the past. And um, and the defense that they had last year, uh, like I said, they didn't graduate a ton of players, but the defense they had last year was the best in school history. Now, that only goes back to 2009, and West Creek has not necessarily had some of the best teams in their school history. So the bar for them to maybe have the best defense in school history compared to other schools like maybe a Rossview or a Northeast or a Clark School High um, isn't as high. But it still goes to show that, you know what, hey, maybe maybe the defense um, still has some things to work on this year. And, of course, it's still early. It's only week two. So to, to assume that they could have maybe gone out there and beaten Green Hill or held them to two touchdowns, that's probably maybe an unfair sentiment against a school that, uh, it, despite being a younger school, has kind of already turned itself into a pseudo-mid-state power. Um, it's very impressive what Green Hill is, has done. Um, but, to, but to really answer your question, I am a little bit surprised by this final score from West Creek. They're going to have a chance to bounce back this week in region play um, in a game that we're going to talk about here in a little bit. Um, so we're going to see what happens. We'll see how uh, head coach Rob Gallowitz can uh, maybe fire them back up after a tough game. We're going to take our final commercial break here on the Montgomery County Football Wrap-Up Show. Coming up, Brady will give his Player of the Week award from Week 2 and give his Week 3 Game of the Week. Coming up right after this. If you're looking for a color change, look no further than C-Raps. We're Clarksville's premier vinyl wrap provider, delivering high-quality work and exceptional customer service. We offer a wide range of services, including color change wraps, ceramic coating, paint protection film, and wraps for commercial vehicles. Whether you need a color change on a luxury car or commercial wraps for your business fleet, we have the expertise to handle any project. Contact us today to schedule a free consultation. Here at Rock and Roll Sushi, we're proud to be the original American-style sushi restaurant founded on great food and rock and roll music. Boasting concepts and flavors that are big, bold, and loud, we're the only place to experience the rock you love and the rolls you love with the ones you love. Come see for yourself why we're the best sushi experience in town. Find us at 108 Morris Road in Clarksville or visit our website at rockandrollsushi.com. Meet Dr. Casey Sigerson of the Bone and Joint Group, Clarksville's only hand and wrist specialist. He's passionate about getting his patients back to living their life after suffering from an injury or degenerative condition. Dr. Sigerson treats all orthopedic conditions, from injury to recovery, and is dedicated to getting his patients moving again. Whether you need joint arthroscopy, joint replacement, fracture care, or help with a hand or wrist problem, Dr. Sigerson is here to help. Schedule your appointment today at boneandjointgroup.com. When it comes to insurance, you want a name you can trust. Wendy Danielle Stack is here to help. With over seven years of experience, Danielle and her team are here to assist you in finding the right coverage for all of your needs. 
From auto and home to life and business insurance, we have customized options for everyone. We'll work with you to create a personalized plan that protects everything in your life that matters most. Call today and see for yourself why Daniel Stack is the go-to insurance agent in Clarksville. Watch it! Did that guy even see that girl on her bike? Just like looking for other cars before switching lanes, drivers should keep their eyes out for those traveling on bikes. When a crash occurs between a vehicle and a bike, it's the cyclist who is most likely to be injured. Give cyclists room and do not pass too closely. Riders have the same rights and responsibilities as those behind the wheel. Be aware, be alert. Brought to you by THSO, the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Welcome back to the Montgomery County football wrap-up show. My name is David Wilson. I'm the sports reporter for the Robertson County Connection. That is Brady Magatame. He is your guy. He's the sports editor for Main Street Clarksville, giving us all the good information ahead of week three this week. So, Brady, let's wrap up week two really quickly. Give me your player of the week award. Yeah, so I kind of thought about it, and um, I think instead of doing a player of the week this week, I'm going to do a family of the week, starting with... Uh, before the game, Clarksville High versus Springfield, they in inducted their first ever Clarksville Athletics Hall of Fame class, and included in that was Harry Galbraith, a guy who, if you've been in, in the area long, uh, is probably a name that you've heard. He is a former Clarksville High uh, offensive lineman, went on to play at the University of Tennessee, where he uh, got an award named after him in the SEC and played nine seasons in the NFL with the Dolphins, the Jets, and the Packers. Unfortunately, passed away uh, in uh, about a decade ago in 2010, um, but he was posthumously inducted into that Clarksville High Hall of Fame. And his great, uh, his great nephews, Amari and Avari Galbraith, uh, they, they made him proud with the way they played. Kind of funny, they're running backs when uh, when uh, Harry was a offensive lineman, so they're kind of running behind him in spirit there. Amari Galbraith, uh, he just absolutely showed out in that game. 17 carries for 119 yards. That's an average of seven yards per carry and three touchdowns against Springfield uh, in that dominant win. Avari Galbraith, who's only a freshman, had a fumble recovery and scored a late touchdown, his first career touchdown. Uh, so super cool stuff there for the Galbraith family. Uh, you really love to see it. You know that they they made Harry proud. So uh, definitely very cool stuff, and I was happy to be able to to see that. Uh, let's get into uh, talking about some of the games this week, and I'll save my game of the week for last. Uh, the We'll start with Clarksville at Kenwood. I kind of hinted at this earlier. Uh, Kenwood has played some really good teams already, and that doesn't stop this week as they take on 2-0 Clarksville High. Uh, this one's at Kenwood. I think Clarksville High maybe has a chance to uh, get tested a little bit here because Kenwood does have some offensive playmakers. Now, the defense might not test them as much as maybe Springfield's did, which I know is kind of funny to say because they still scored 42 points. Um, but Kenwood has a chance to put up some points here and maybe make this game a little bit closer than people expect and maybe earn some respect in, that, uh, in the county and in Region 7, 6A. So it's one I'm looking forward to for sure. I do think Clarksville will win, but by how much remains to be seen. Now, if you follow the Robertson County wrap-up show, this is one that uh, David touched on already. This was the Montgomery Central at White House game. Uh, White House is 2-0, Central 0-2. Uh, so, you know, there's a clear favorite in this one. Uh, White House is a team that could break off big plays in an instant. Montgomery Central team, they've let up some big plays. Um, and White House's defense has also been pretty good against 
you know, teams like Liberty Creek, who they defeated this past week. Uh, so I think White House is definitely the favorite in this one. Uh, but similar to the Kenwood Clarksville high game, it's going to be interesting to see what Montgomery Central can do. Some things that they can maybe build on. Uh, this is the start of the region uh, play, so you would like to see Montgomery Central get that win if you're a Montgomery County fan or an Indians fan. Uh, but it's going to be a tough test for them. White House is looking pretty solid to start this year. And uh, moving on, uh, in, in uh, county game, uh, you have Northwest at Kirkwood. I think Kirkwood starts the year 3-0. and Of course, I mentioned Northwest. Uh, they have room to grow. Maybe that last week's game isn't as uh, representative of their talent level as, uh, as you might think. But the way Kirkwood has started this year, um, I'm getting confidence in them pretty quick. Uh, now their schedule hasn't necessarily been as tough as one like Kenwood, um, but Northwest is a team that is definitely beatable for them. But on the other side of the coin, I think Kirkwood is one that might be beatable for Northwest. They can come out and maybe surprise some people and come out and get that first win of the season. Uh, you know, Maybe they play inspired for Coach Pena. Uh, maybe the offense kind of finally breaks out for them. Uh, they've got some really good playmakers led by quarterback Braden Ellis. Uh, he's a tall kid, strong arm, and he's got some guys he can throw it to. Uh, the, the big thing is going to be getting protection for him. And head coach Chad Watson for Kirkwood does think his defense is getting a lot better. So this will be a game to really test that theory. Another Region 7 6A game, Dixon County is visiting Northeast. Uh, Dixon County, 1-1 one one Northeast, 0-2, oh still looking for that first win. Dixon is a team that they potentially could get it against. Uh, you know, they're not necessarily the, the toughest opposition uh, that they're going to face. And being at home for this game is definitely big for them. Uh, you always want to be playing those games at home instead of going on the road. Uh, so going to be interested to see what happens there. I did pick Dixon County, but what if I, I wouldn't necessarily be surprised if Northeast can, can pull that win off. We're going to have some photos from that game by Tanner Cernick, so look ahead to those. Clarksville Academy is going to be hosting Sycamore, which is they'll be the second team from Clarksville that Sycamore will be playing. Of course, they took that double overtime loss to Kirkwood. Uh, Clarksville Academy, I think, maybe not necessarily as good as Kirkwood at this point. Their roster is about half the size. Uh, they don't necessarily have uh, offensive weapons like Lee Bugs, Perry Cross, Snead, Gavin Hunter. Um, so it, it is a little tougher to see Clarksville Academy's path to victory in this, especially as they've kind of struggled to start the season. Um, and But it, it, the good news for them is it is a non-region game. So if they lose, it's really no skin off their back. They can uh, take losses here and continue to build themselves up and prepare for when those region games do come around. So I do have Sycamore winning that one, but I, I, I would like to see Clarksville Academy come out and continue to build like they did last week against Ezel Harding. And my game of the week, the one where you guys will be able to find me at, is West Creek at Rossview. Now, these are two 0-2 teams, but I think they are teams who are potential playoff contenders. And in Region 7, of course, we have Clarksville Academy, or rather Clarksville High, slotted into that number one spot. Who follows them? That's the big question. West Creek and Rossview, two teams. I would not be surprised at all to see them in. And, of course, it's a region game. Uh, it's a rivalry game. It's a city game. Uh, always fun to see those. I think these are two of probably the better defenses in the county. Uh, so I think it'll be a lower scoring game. Two very good head coaches, Todd Hood, of course, for Rossview, Rob Gallowitz for West Creek, two guys who um, are becoming kind of staples in this area. Of course, Coach Gallowitz, former Clarksville High assistant under Coach Shelby, done a great job so far at West Creek. Todd Hood, former Clarksville Academy coach, of course, been at West, or rather Rossview now since 2016. Um, you know, it's, it's just going to be a great game. These are two teams that uh, uh, I think should be eventually pretty good in this area. 
I think could finish with over 500 records in the region, and it starts this week. So super exciting stuff. See who gets that leg up in the playoff race, and you guys will be able to see me there for Coyotes versus Hawks. And that's going to wrap us up here for the Montgomery County Football Wrap-Up Show. I've been Brady McIntyre, that's David Wilson, and we'll see you guys again next week. You've been watching the Montgomery County High School Football Show with Main Street Clarksville Sports Editor Brady McIntyre and Robertson County Connection Sports Reporter David Wilson. Read this week's Main Street Clarksville for all the latest news about Montgomery County High School sports. The Montgomery County High School Football Show has been brought to you by the Bone & Joint Group of Clarksville, Rock and Roll Sushi of Clarksville, Sea Wraps of Clarksville, Danielle Stack at Farmers Insurance, and the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Join us again next week to get all of the latest news about Montgomery County High School football.